Good morning, everyone. Bang, bang. Today, we have the guest post from Will Clemente. He breaks down this week's Bitcoin situation using on-chain metrics to separate the signal from the noise. I highly suggest you go follow Will on Twitter. You can click on the link in the email or sign up for the email that he sends a few times a week, uh, which I also have included a link in the email. Here's Will. Hope all is well and you had a great week. This was an interesting week in terms of price, with Bitcoin dipping below $30,000, retracing all the gains from 2021. Since then, we've rallied back above the short-term hourly downtrend and retested that trend as support at the time of this writing, about $35,118. Despite price fluctuations, not much has changed in terms of on-chain structure from last week. Mostly seeing a continuation of trends in investor behavior we've already been following. Let's dive into it. From a high level, here are some of the key takeaways this week. Long-term holders buying offset selling from short-term by 21,000 Bitcoin this week. Miners are selling hash rated down, a W-shaped recovery and new users coming on the network. There's still a lack of new whales coming on the network. Stable coins rotating back in from the sidelines. Supply continuing to rotate into entities with little history of selling. And OTC desk flows are bullish. Accumulation from strong hands and experienced market participants has continued. The illiquid supply change metric, also dubbed the Rick Atsley indicator by Willy Woo, is still continuing its trend of strong accumulation from entities that statistically have a very low likelihood of selling. For weeks now, we've been watching the reversal of this drawdown this metric has had during the original price drawdown that dropped us into the current 30k to 40k range. When we looked at this metric last week, we only had three days in the green, and they weren't large bars. However, this week, we've gotten strong confirmation of the positive trend with seven straight, fairly large green days. With a 30-day change of liquid to illiquid supply, reaching as high as 95,800 Bitcoin on Monday. As a variant of this, I introduced an idea to Willy Woo of comparing liquid to liquid supply in a simple ratio. This ratio is very similar to the metric above, essentially describing the same thing but just as a trend line of this simple ratio. With Willie charted out the ratio for me, I noticed something very interesting. What he noticed was a clear bullish divergence when an oscillator makes a higher low, but price makes lower low in the ratio. The last time we had a divergence this clear in the ratio was during the recovery from the correction in late January earlier this year. This supports the idea of reaccumulation we've been talking about heavily. Simplified, the trend of strong hands buying is increasing as price is decreasing. By the way, yes, selling is still coming from young entities. I think this point has been made in this newsletter for well over a month now, but all indication of the age of coins being sold on chain are still trending down. This week, long-term holders buying is now offsetting the selling from short-term holders in a big way, with long-term holders adding 21,000 more Bitcoin to their holdings than short-term holders have reduced their holdings by. In the last week, long-term holders have added 120,000 Bitcoin, while short-term holders have reduced their holdings by 97,000 Bitcoin. To be noted, some of this is short-term holder entities aging into the long-term holder cohort that bought Bitcoin around late January, 155-day cutoff. This divergence between the two in the chart below can be interpreted differently depending on your view of market structure based on other things. It resembles what occurs both at the tail end of a bull market, but also what occurred in the middle of both previous bull markets. What you see is this large divergence between the 2013 double pumps as well as a more moderate but still noticeable divergence in late 2016. This essentially means that experienced that the experience were setting the floor for bull market continuation. I highly suspect that is what is going on now when combined with other broader metrics that are not signaling Bitcoin being in a bear market. 
Although the number of new whales, entities holding over 1,000 Bitcoin, is still flat, which is something I think is crucial to see for a big continuation of the bull market, the number of new entities coming on the network overall is showing a very nice W-shaped recovery. I would be very curious to see how many of these new users are coming from Latin America. Nonetheless, this uptick is what not resemblance of what occurred at the tail end of any previous bull market. Next up, we have SOPR, something I believe we've touched on every week, a metric that looks at the profit-taking of coins trading on any given day. Similar to the liquid supply ratio, this is showing a clear bullish divergence. To me, this indicates that any strong capitulation that was going to be done had already taken place and that the panic behavior and willingness to sell at a loss is dissipating. This is the clearest bull di- uh, that I've seen in this indicator since late January. Coincidentally or not, this was the same case with the bullish divergence in the liquid supply ratio. Hmm. Next up, we have a new metric glass node released, the stablecoin supply ratio oscillator. This shows that capital in the form of stablecoins is slowly rotating back into the market from the sidelines. This chart, labeled in a tweet from Glassnode, shows that the current recovery in terms of stablecoin flows resembles that of previous market corrections such as late 2018, March 2020, and the relatively big drawdown during September of last year. The crackdown on miners in China is real and visible on-chain. Firstly, obviously hash rate has dropped tremendously, but from a selling pressure perspective, miners are slightly reducing their holdings. This is shown by minor net position change. However, this selling pressure does not appear to be anything very significant. All in all, miners have reduced their holdings by 5,000 Bitcoin since the end of May, according to Glassnode's minor balance metric. Lastly, I wanted to show another new metric that I created, titled OTC Desk Outflow Stotch RSI Signal. I need to come up with a shorter name. This looks at the strength of which the trend of OTC outflows are occurring. This, of course, is tracking behavior of big money. High net worth individuals and institutional players that navigate through OTC desks. This capital is what, of course, drives the market. Therefore, following the movement of this capital offers insightful signal to market structure. When the RSI breaks out of the purple highlighted range, it offers buy-sell signals. When below, sell signals, the lack of OTC outflows. And conversely, when above, buy signals, large amount of OTC outflows. Over the last year, these signals have been correct at a rate over 90%. We just flashed a buy signal, meaning OTC outflows have ramped up. Big money buying the dip. Note, before we had mentioned a lack of new whales, so this shows the big money behind these outflows is not new entities, but rather market participants that have already been in this market. That's it for this week. I hope you guys enjoyed this week's letter. Looking forward to touching base next week. Have a great weekend. Cheers. It's Pomp again. That's it for today's analysis. Hopefully you found this from Will helpful. I highly suggest you subscribe to Will's email where he breaks down the on-chain metrics multiple times per week, and I've included a link in the email. That's it for this week, and we will talk to everyone next week. Friday.